everyone. Welcome back to Tech Talk. I'm Julia Beauchamp. I am here with Computer World Executive Editor Ken Mingus, and we have a special guest in studio, the Editor-in-Chief of Robotics Business Review, Keith Shaw. Hey! He is an award-winning tech journalist. Former IDGer. Former yep. IDGer with nearly two over two decades. About Almost two decades. Almost two decades. About two decades. We don't want to make him too old. <laughs> <laughs> with a lot of experience covering technology. So, I, yeah. And we're going to be talking robotics, AI, and how robotics and AI are going to change the enterprise and our lives. So stick around. Thank you so much, Keith. We really appreciate you coming in. So excited to have you in studio. Well, thanks. It's great to be back. It's it's a little weird because you know you guys changed some things around. <laughs> well, we um, got to keep you on your toes. And now I'm a guest. And most of the times I was in your spot, and uh-huh. I was usually interviewing people. So now yeah. I've got to be pretend to be an expert. Well, you are, you can pretend. <laughs> so so robots. I have to admit, I was watching TV this weekend and I saw iRobot, and I was thinking about okay, do robots mean a dystopian future as we have seen it on uh, the big screen? Or? That that's always the the general media perception that's the joke, of, right? yeah. of robots is that they're going to take our jobs and or they're going to achieve the the singularity and and intelligence Skynet. and Skynet and they're going to yeah. destroy everybody. Actually, I want to go see the new Terminator movie, but. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyway, that's not going to happen. The, if you if you go and visit real robot companies, or if you see companies that are using robots, the, a lot of the robots are good at doing one thing, yeah. and that's all they can do. So a robot arm that can help you know create a, an automobile, that's all it can do. It's not going to achieve sentience. You know, <laughs> it's sentience. not going to come after the, <laughs> the factory workers, yeah, but now, it might start to replace well, them, right? Well, not necessarily. I mean, what, what we're hearing from the industry is that a lot of the tasks that are being automated are, are tasks. So, you you know, if you have a job where all you do all day is this, yeah, mm-hmm. then, yeah, that task is going to be replaced by a robot at some point. Okay. Uh, and really, who wants a job where you just do this all day? Yep. And so, you know, in in the uh, warehouse space, for example, Amazon, uh, you know, seven years ago, they bought Kiva Systems and replaced a lot of, I don't know how to say if they replaced the workers, but they now have robots that go out into a warehouse, grab a rack of of products, bring it back to a worker, the worker then packs the order. Uh, And so, again, because you had workers that were walking up and down aisles and that was that was a horrible job and yeah. and you still hear stories of Amazon workers and you know how how bad the conditions are and yeah. um but they're being those those tasks are being replaced by robots and they're using those employees to do other things that humans can do well and you know and again that's multiple tasks and creative thinking and things like that and that's where the industry is moving so they're they're not in some cases they're going to replace jobs in other cases, they're replacing tasks. In all cases, I think companies want to retrain those workers to utilize more of their human abilities and their brain power and things like that. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting. I do think that there's this sort of uh, assumption that in the workplace, you know, you'll see robots that look like humanoid type robots wandering around the halls and doing things where where really robotics is much more of a manufacturing supply chain yep. delivery kind of um, uh, that's that's where they're really proliferating now yeah is the, that right yeah the three big areas where robots are having a, a big impact are manufacturing obviously that that's been around for 40 years with mm. with automobiles. robots making automobiles and things like that sure. electronics you, you see some robot arms that are assembling some tasks and uh uh, the supply chain within the last five to six years, all these mobile robots that either help a, a person pick items off of shelves and then deliver them to a packing station. And that's all been driven by Amazon. I mean, Amazon has been able to achieve the next day or same day uh, delivery promise basically because of all of their knowledge in robotics and that company that they bought. And then they developed more 
from that. And all of the other companies out there that suddenly found themselves without a robotic solution are were scrambling to look for other kind of companies. And that saw growth of mobile robot companies, autonomous robot companies. So you've got companies like Locust Robotics, Fetch Robotics, Six River Systems, which just got bought by Shopify. Uh, you see Walmart investing heavily in, in, in robotics. You see Target looking into robots, more, more for the back end and the warehouse and the supply center. Like stocking supplies things rather than delivery? Yeah, but you're even looking at delivery too. The yeah. last mile delivery problem is so you know it's so expensive for human workers that you're seeing kind of mobile robots, you're seeing drones, you're seeing a lot of different ways to attack the last mile delivery issue. That's interesting. So when you say that last mile delivery issue, when you say mobile robots, what does that look like? Like, is that a an a, an automated vehicle driving itself? Is that yeah, yeah. It, drones. Drones. Yeah. So for for delivery purposes, it's usually so. When I say mobile robots, I mean a robot that has wheels or of some sort. Okay. Okay. So because and you can go from point A to point B. Uh, so in a warehouse, it usually has uh, a bin on top of it, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. or you can place a bin on top of it, and it's it it you know it just looks like it's a uh, a cart on wheels or a okay. cart, but then it it can move autonomously without someone controlling it. So in the last mile space. You're seeing kind of like the best example I can give is like a uh, an ice cooler. Like if you know if you're going to go tailgating and you've got the cooler, yeah. Imagine a cooler on wheels that has a top, and so what they're doing is like for food delivery or for brother package delivery, they're putting the item into the into the cooler, so to speak, and then locking it. It's all automated locking, and then the robot goes off and make delivers the package, and then you've got a, an app, and you go, oh, my delivery's here. Boom, 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 it unlocks it, and then you can take what it is, what it you know, and then it goes back to the distribution center. I can see how this... And those are being deployed on college campuses a lot because you don't have to worry about real traffic and sidewalks and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I was just wondering, I mean, because it sounds like something like this doesn't sound like it's ready for, like, the open road yet. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about how robotics is... All, something. One of the things that you guys cover is autonomous vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I can easily see where something like this, it may be limited for now, either on a campus or a, a corporate campus, something like that, could eventually, with, you know, the advent of... of with advances in autonomous driving and machine learning, things like that, could eventually make it out into the real world. Do you do you yeah, see we're, that we're happening? We're seeing some Slowly? pilot. We're seeing some pilot projects where, if if a vehicle can be autonomous in a certain area, and obviously California is one of those states, Arizona is another state that's allowed autonomous vehicles on their roads. So we're seeing some pilot programs where, for the delivery space, for example, where you've got now an automated van. And on the side of the van, when you open the van, it's all shelves. And so we're seeing pilot programs where it can go into a neighborhood and then alert you when your package is ready. You come out of the house and you go to the van, you take your stuff, and then it goes on to the next kind of delivery location. What happens if you're if you're not there when the when the robot? Well, I think that it won't deliver. It won't deliver. It just keeps unless going. You, it just keeps going. Or it'll yeah. stop. Wait for you to come out. Yeah. If you don't come out, then it just. I keeps think going. that probably the van isn't deployed until there's enough. Critical people, mass. People that are home so that they can sure. collect the the, pro, the, the products mm-hmm. or the packages. Yeah. It's, but that's one way that I feel like is a really tangible and obvious way that robotics are sort of shaping industry. And it's something that we can see as consumers, as everyday people, because it's going to be slowly become a part of our everyday lives. But what are some ways that maybe robotics haven't, what are some industries that robotics are, 
beginning to become more and more integrated. In. Okay, all right. So I mentioned manufacturing and supply chain. I think the third area that we didn't get to was was in the medical space. Okay. So you're seeing a lot of surgical robots. I was just going to like surgery. It, it yeah. all started, and surgical robot, I think the first one was 2011. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 2001 even. It, it's been, the, the, the Da Vinci robot has been around for a, men, a number of years. And again, it's a robotic system that where that assists the surgeon in so the providing. surgeon's doing the surgery, the surgeon, but it's the robot right. that's actually it. And so what you see with a lot of these systems is that, so let's imagine this is the patient. Mm-hmm. The robot's kind of on top of the patient. And yeah. then there's a, a doctor who's sitting at a, a separate area, and he's usually here, and he's looking at, you know, and then, and then he's basically kind of almost joysticking the robot mm-hmm. into, into doing all that. So we're seeing surgical robots, and, and again, it's that started with procedures in the abdomen and, and, and lower, but now we're seeing ones that do knee replacements, we're seeing ones that do hip replacements, we're seeing some brain surgery robots. There's a robot that does hair replacement. Hey, <laughs> why are you looking at me when you talk about I, the you hair know, as replacement? Soon as, I, as soon as I thought about that, thanks, I'm going to go, yeah. I'm going to uh, make the hair look, joke. Thanks, yeah, great, uh, okay. There's, there's ones that Got are it. doing brain surgery, there's, you know, and so we're seeing... <laughs> We're seeing in the surgical space a lot of robotic systems that are working on different parts of the body. So that's where you're seeing growth as well. And then you're also and then within the hospital setting, most of these places are large campuses and they have materials delivering issues just like everybody else, like dirty linens and and uh, cafeteria food, that kind of stuff. And so robots are being used to kind of you know deliver. From point A to point B. Are we seeing anything, you know... One I've of got the... two other industries, too. Oh, Sorry. go, go. No, no, don't uh, We're seeing construction and agriculture will probably be the next two big markets where... Agriculture. How? Oh. Agriculture, so self-driving tractors and harvesters mm-hmm. and combines. Okay. But also uh, aerial drones that can then kind of fly over the, the fields. And with the software, with AI software, it can, it can tell you where certain crops need to be watered more, watered less measure growing there's a there's a there's a weed robot that will go and basically pick up I weeds could use and that. rocks i wouldn't yeah. mind that yeah there's the some interesting kind of applications within agriculture no what what i was going to ask yeah. you, you just played into it nicely was the idea that a lot of the things you've talked about so far in terms of robotics it, it's it's not they're not smart robots they're things that are do they do programmed routes programmed services or yep. tasks um, but are we are we going to get to a point where there will be some AI or machine learning involved? And you just mentioned it, you know, in terms of like the drones that are flying over the crops. Um, are we going to see more of that as time goes by? Or are we kind of at a point right now where it's really just sort of repetitive tasks, stocking shelves, things like that? Yeah, I still think it's going to be the one task, one application type of system. Uh, we're seeing integration in the supply chain space, so now you have a robot that goes out into the warehouse and grabs an item or someone picks the item, and then it moves back to a packing station, and a second robot will then pick it from the bin mm-hmm. and place it along the way. So we're seeing integrations to create more of an automated process, but that's going to take a few years, too. I don't think that we're, that's, there were – there's this term called lights-out warehouse which it just means that the entire warehouse or the entire factory runs by a, by it's robots, automated. Mm-hmm. and we're not going to see that for you know at least a decade. I, I again, I'm just guessing. Right. It, it could be, but most people think that you're still going to need humans around. Uh, well, I would even, hope so. With even some of these pick, even some of these picking robots, uh, there's a company in Somerville called Right Hand Robotics. They still need you know out of out of a thousand picks, they might drop one or two, and you still need someone to kind of pick it up and put it back. So, again, you still need humans around the robots. But I do wonder how quickly something, I mean, that's just one example that you gave, yeah. that some, a robot's dropping something, but how quickly can innovation 
accelerate to actually make that it's never going to drop anything. And like I'm, I do wonder how quickly we get to we're going to be able foolproof robot it, exactly like fully trust a robot to fully to do a job completely. Which I mean, frankly, we might not trust humans to do. Well, robots may be able to do yeah, it better. Actually, humans make mistakes. Do you still get do you still get a blue screen of of, of death on your computer sometimes? No, you I still... use a Mac. I never get that. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> do you ever get a thing where the Mac crashes? I mean you still get you no. still get computer errors, right? Yes. So yes. Yes. I don't think you're ever gonna and if you're expecting a robot to be hundred percent perfect, that expectation is way too high. Mm-hmm. Even in the self driving car now, the self driving car space, you're gonna need ninety nine point nine 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 percent, you know confidence before a lot of people will get into one of these cars yeah um but for you know for something that's just picking an object you know if in it a drops bin, something it no drops, one dies i mean yeah, yeah again yeah you know if it drops that that um you know the downy mm-hmm. yeah i don't know why I use paper that. towels right yeah if it drops the paper towels no one's gonna get hurt but yeah. the, the self-driving car you know if it stops and fails like you've got passengers to think about and mm-hmm. you know that's so you know, uh, accuracy and precision and reliability is going to be bigger in the in the car space. Isn't the issue with autonomous cars right now? Is it? It's not just. I mean, the autonomous cars, obviously, you know, they need to. They're going to need to improve what they do and how they do it. But isn't one of the issues that you've got autonomous cars on the same road with fallible humans? It's it's the you know if if yeah. we were all or or nothing. If it was all autonomous, you'd probably be in better shape than the mix of autonomous and crazy humans. Yep, who the do big things. the big problem for that industry is the is getting from that journey from where it's, you know, you've got car, you know, you've got human drivers. Yeah, especially in Massachusetts. I really don't want anybody to take my car, but I know that may happen. There's the issue of that too. You know, well, okay, so let's say in in. Um, Let's say thirty years or forty years. When I'm when, forty or fifty. <laughs> when you're when you're 60. you know retired. Yeah. And y- y- you you know you can't drive anymore. God forbid. But you're yes. gonna want to you know right. an autonomous car get will from give you that mobility. Yeah. 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 So that's 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 another that's one of those driving forces yeah. is mobility for seniors so that they don't have to sit in a house all day and do nothing or you know right. they can be okay. more independent. Okay. Got it. You're not a senior yet, though. Did did you have none I, of us? Did, is. did you have yeah. an original? I mean, not a. Did you have another question? There was another part of that question. I think I forgot that to answer. Well, uh, well no, I was. Talking, oh, we were talking about the autonomous. Oh, no. okay, yeah. So getting so getting from yeah. So I talked to a lot of people, and they say if we had laws that basically told everybody to stop driving, we've got the cars. The cars will will drive everyone everywhere. Then I think you would be a lot closer than yeah. where we are right now. And a lot of the, the development in autonomous cars is figuring out what the human in the car next to you is going to do and anticipate. Because that. the human right. is so unpredictable. Especially, I mean, as yeah. you well know, since we are in Massachusetts yeah. and you, if you're on the highway, you yeah. never know what's going to happen. And Left-hand there's no way from the, from the right lane. There's no way a robot can predict that. And then, of course, if when there are accidents, the assumption automatically is that the robot failed or that the technology failed. Actually, not well. There's a, an early assumption. I mean, I mean, people but, assume that yeah. when in in many cases it's, it's the human. It's human error, right? For, I'm not for the yeah. most part. Right. Even even that, the the the, the first fatality that happened in Arizona yeah. last March. Yeah. Uh, the the safety board determined that it was a combination of kind of technical errors because sensors weren't on, and then the safety driver wasn't paying attention. And okay. now they they still indicate that they're not quite sure if the safety driver. If given enough time, could see and, and react because the pedestrian was crossing in an area where the pedestrian's not supposed to cross. So Once again, I think that's error. why they ended up settling. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
Interesting. I think before we let you go, Keith, I would like to sort of talk about this, what we're going to see in the next 30 or so years in terms of robotics and how robotics is not only going to disrupt virtually, it seems like almost every industry, right. but just disrupt our everyday lives. I mean, we're all people. We all order stuff from Amazon. We all drive. So I wonder how, what the, it seems very futuristic, but the reality of the world is going to look like in 30 years, thanks to robotics. Yeah. So 30 years, so 30 years from now would be 2050. Yeah. Uh, let's call, let's 2050. Call 2050. Yeah. 2050. Yeah. Uh, wow. That's, that's way far. Like, I don't even know what's going to happen to like next week, <laughs> but I maybe think somewhere in between yeah, you know, maybe, I think five to 10 five, years. 10, yeah. So I think self-driving cars, uh, in, in limited areas, definitely. I'm, you know, I'm not sure if people are going to own the cars anymore. They may just, you know, use an Uber and cars wherever as a they, service cars as a service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there is some interesting activity going on in the flying cars or flying taxis space. I think Uber's invested a lot of money into that to give kind of people short shuttle rides. Mm-hmm. I think you know most people talk about the the traffic that happens between like New York City and the edge of Long Island right. or to go to the Hamptons, for example. Yeah. That's just mm-hmm. one example. And a lot of people will take expensive helicopters, but that costs fuel. So it's a lot of these electric vehicles now that are either powered by solar or other sustainable energy. And so that idea of, of just jump in one of those and then it'll fly you to the location. So I think so fl- flying cars may actually. I think people or, will probably think of yeah. I think cars. people will get into a flying car before they get into a flying car, uh, not a flying car, like a self-driving car. Yeah. Because of the safety issues, there's less people up in the air. Yeah. You know, and, and then and then the FAA is going to integrate that all with the with the commercial aircraft so sure. that they're not going to crash into each other and things like that. Fly lower. Yeah. Okay. Like so drones have to. So <laughs> yeah. Flying cars probably more surgery. I think we're going to, you know, yep. it seems to be like that's an area of, of a yep. lot of growth. And I think the delivery, the, the the delivery is probably the first big thing that you're going to see. It's, it's you know, it's it's already happening in, in a lot of different locations. I don't know yeah. exactly whether it's going to be a mobile robot or drone or a combination or for like a self-driving car. I've heard people like from FedEx talk about the driver will go to kind of like a central location in a neighborhood and then it'll he'll either deploy the mobile robots or the drones from that central location, and so that, again, saving on gas, saving on kind of energy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. I, I don't. I think what you might not see. Okay, by 2030, definitely you won't see this, and by 2050, maybe. But I don't think you're going to get that Rosie the Jetsons made type robot, mm. uh, because general intelligence versus like artificial, you know, intelligence where a, per, a robot can do multiple tasks. Yeah. I don't think that that's going to happen. Anytime soon. Okay. Because again, I've seen what, you know, even the the single tasks you can't do, and and the the what the roboticists have a term called unstructured environment. In, in sounds the like house. the real world. The house is a messy place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even getting a robot to try to clean up that, like everything like is just happening. You've got you've yeah. I mean, you know, again, single task. Yep. So you know, iRobot can expand into like lawn mowing. That's yep. that that's their newest one. Sure. Um, I asked him once if they were going to do a toilet cleaning one, and he goes, "No, nah, there's toilet cleaning ones already out there." <laughs> oh, okay. So but the future de- is now. Deploy those. Okay, you're right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So back to my original question. Okay. It sounds like iRobot is probably not something we have to worry about. iRobot the movie. iRobot the movie. Where the robots come after you and you know want to take us over and protect us from ourselves. I'm not seeing not it. Likely I'm not to see that. I'm not seeing that at this Good. point. Oh, there is some development on humanoid robots. Like you've seen the Pepper yeah. robot and. Yeah. But, you and know. the ones that Boston Dynamics has done are sort of cool. Oh, the ones that Boston look like, Dynamics. Well, yeah. We could just go on a rant for yeah. okay. 
I, I like them and I hate them at the same time. Okay, 30-second rant. Okay, 30-second rant. Uh, a lot of the videos you see do not show the autonomy. Yeah. There's usually somebody controlling Some, well, it. Yeah, exactly. From oh, off-screen. Okay. Yeah. So it's cool. that The agility that they get with a lot of these things are, is really cool. Yeah. Uh, but the autonomy is more – I like autonomy developed on a robot on wheels that won't run into you. Yeah. Um, now, I heard their chief scientist talk last week at, at a WPI event, and they – do have autonomy that's being built in. The other thing I don't really like about them is they've got this little robot dog, yeah. and they've admitted they don't necessarily know exactly where it's going to be deployed. And I have an issue with like if you build a robot, you should tell people what it's going to be used What's, for. Yeah, why? Yeah, they're kind it? of op- they're kind of doing that whole. It um, sounds like they're just trying. They're going to ask developers attention. to come up with the application for it and then yeah. see which sticks. So they're asking the the users to throw the spaghetti against the wall and. You okay. Know, that's a really good visual. Yeah. Huh? Robot dogs. Yeah. Well, it looks cool. Yeah. <laughs> it does. It's cool to watch. Which I think is probably the point. Yeah. Cool. Great. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, no problem. We Great. could talk for days. If we you will. Want. We will have you yeah. back. We All right. will do this. Sure. On a anytime. Basis. All right. Absolutely. Awesome. And Thanks, I am, for the record, so in on some semi-autonomous driving. If it means they can pick no. me up at my house and drop me off at work, because I don't mind the time of the commute, but having to operate the car for that long, I wish I could just sit there and. Read a book See, or I love the, I love that, but the autonomous driving would be the last thing I'll embrace. What's your traffic situation like when you come up though? I mean, are you stuck in traffic a lot? No. Yeah. See, oh, yeah. and you it's are. It's the time right. of day. It's I think time of day. so. I'm I'm stuck a lot, and I just start thinking about I could get, get so much more done either checking email or, or doing some work or reading a book or watching a movie. The the concept of the the future vision is called like these robot hotels or these mobile hotels. Yeah. So let's say you have to go to from like Boston to Washington on a, on a business trip. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting up four hours early, getting to the airport, waiting for two hours, then doing a one-hour flight, and then sitting in another... You're sitting in traffic for another hour. Instead, you just get into one of these robot car hotel things. You get in. It lets you... You know, it has a couch. Okay. It, does, it doesn't even have a steering wheel. Yeah. It's got a TV, and all the windows are dark, so people can't see what you're doing inside. And I think you're still going to have to wear a safety belt of some sort. I haven't figured that out. <laughs> but you can then sleep on your journey from on Boston to Washington. robot hotel. It's, it's basically mobile. a robot hotel on wheels. Like I would that's the that. vision. No, something like that I would do. That, yeah. that, you know, it's the day-to-day driving I do enjoy. But I could certainly see yeah. how, and th- I mean, you could do a lot of work, get a lot of work done. One, and then on if the you way. take that out even further, then you've got like people that are talking about, well, maybe you wouldn't have a home anymore. You could just live in your car. <laughs> no, wait. Oh, no, I don't know. This is yeah. starting to sound dystopian. Now we've gone right. to dystopia. All right. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much, Keith, yeah, thanks, for coming. Keith. Really appreciate it. And no thank problem. you, Ken, as always. No. And thank you all for watching this episode of Tech Talk. If you liked this video, be sure to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to our channel. Leave a comment. I want to know, are you afraid of the future with tons of robots? Are you looking forward to it? What do you want to see automated? Leave a comment below, and we'll see you next time.